Hello and welcome back to the Continental Breakfast. Well, this is actually our second take because I balls up what day we're doing this on because I'm so confused <laughs> that they're coming out in the morning time and we're recording the night before. So we're currently recording this on Monday uh, the 14th of June at 10 past 10, just after the Spain game. Uh, usually I'll be getting this uh, this morning uh, ahead of the France and Germany game on Tuesday night. So it's myself, Phil and Jonathan. Hello, Cousin Mud, how are you? I am grande. Uh, and the very bold Steve is back. How are you, Steve? Good evening. I think that's the German for good evening. Big Steve Handev is back in the house. That's his, uh, his momentous uh, goal. The youngest ever North Macedonian goal scorer at the European Championship, Goran Pandev, at 410 years old. Um, it's a record that can't be beaten. There's life in the old guys, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so today's games, or yes, these games, if you're listening to them, on Tuesday, it was uh, Scotland kicked off against Czech Republic, uh, 2-0 defeat, unfortunately for them. Uh, Slovakia got a good win um, in, in, in St. Petersburg against Poland. A much fancy Poland side to do quite well, but yet again, they seem to want to stink out the Euros. And uh, then tonight we had um, Spain uh, hosting uh, Sweden in Seville and uh, starting off their campaign the way they always do, not winning a game. Uh, I'm passing the ball around about 3,000 times, but not having any end product. So, we should start probably, lads, uh, with the first game of the day, because I think it's going to be something pretty special now to beat Patrick Sheik's second goal, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, probably will. It was a good finish. Um, I'm sure the keeper will be a bit disappointed. Like it was, I was actually just getting stuck in the mirror of second coffee of the day and near spotted out on the TV screen. Uh <laughs> But it was a good goal, good goal. It scored many of them back in the day, Phil, you know yourself. But yeah, um, did, yeah. when Scotland are playing, I think you have to do the pod in your best Scottish accent. So, no. over to you. I, I, I can't do one. So, no, and I don't want to offend Annie Robertson. <laughs> Absolutely not, sir. Um, what did you make of the atmosphere, Johnny, at Hampton Park? There? There's only 12,000 in, but it turned on real on the radio. It was it was good until the second goal with him. After that, they were completely yeah, flattened. But yeah. I thought Scotland had some decent chances. Um, if Kieran Tierney was on the pitch, like they would have taken them. Like, but you know, just went the main man today. They struggled. I thought, but no, they're, they're definitely had chances. You know, I think they'll look back on it. Don't think they maybe could have gotten something out of that game in the end. Can't see them taking points off England or Croatia. So they may as well just enjoy the ride here for the next two games. Uh, I think that's their Euros over because they really needed to get at least a draw out of today and. They didn't, so it is a bit disappointing because I want to see them do quite well. But um, yeah, disappointing for Scotland. But Czech Republic were just the better team overall. Scotland had a good ten, fifteen minutes at the start. You know, they were pumped for it, and the adrenaline was running through them. But just ran out very quickly, and Czech Republic just basically done a professional job. I would say just you know kept control of the game and were comfortable. I thought. Steve, were you impressed with the Czech Republic because? I know going into this game, going into this group, uh, they seem to be in the fourth ranked team, even though they've had some really, really good results and have some decent players. But I think some reports were stating that they're happy enough with that to be seen as the fourth best team in this group and just go quietly about their business. And they certainly did that today at Hamden Park. Yeah, there was an awful lot of uh, English football fans that I follow on Twitter who were kind of the, the previewing this game in the context that, you know, this is a good one for Scotland to kind of get three points, and then if they get a draw from either of their two games, they're probably through the group, because they were pretty much right in Czech Republic off, but I, 
I actually think that that's the most impressive performance we've seen in this group uh, so far. I didn't yeah. think England were up to much against Croatia, and Croatia certainly weren't. Um, so I think Czech Republic can be really happy. I don't think anyone's going to be taking them for uh, for granted from here on in. Um, but yeah, it's a shame for Scotland. Like this, like we, we said it on our preview podcast. Like this is what always happens. Like when Scotland get to a major inter- international tournament, they just shit the bed, and it's a shame. Um, but they looked. They looked devoid of kind of. They had that feel of Ireland, Republic of Ireland in 2012 about like relying on passion and their fans rather than anything resembling tactics. And that's never a great place to start, which is a shame because they've some decent players. Like you mentioned Andy Robertson before, like I mean, a world class player in your team and that's the kind of performance you put out. It's, I don't know, it's not a huge amount of hope to build from there. And they were literally firing the ball to him. Any chance they could get. He was so active. It was like their only tactic seemed to be. And it's not a dig at Steve Clark. I do think the Tierney injury sort of um, stifled him a little bit because obviously he's such a key player as well. But it literally, this tactic seemed to be anytime we can get the ball to him, just get it down the Robinson and hope he can do something with it. Do you know? And from left back, that is absolutely deadly to try and do. Um, yeah. Especially if you're, if you're other full back isn't having as good a game or isn't as effective, that is absolutely de- a horrendous position to try and be in for a nation to try and um, thunder something up. I thought it was strange the way he didn't start Shea Adams, Johnny. You know, this is a fella that has scored some goals in Premier League, um, scored recently when he got into the Scot- Scotland squad, has an unbelievable strike on him whenever he gets in range, and I thought it would have been sort of a chance for them to get him going straight up in the tournament. Yeah, it could have been, but to be honest, I don't think Steve Clark really has a brain cell between himself, so, oh. um, you know, it's just maybe back in his Chelsea disc, sorry, Ron. Um, no, it was, it was a strange decision. felt like, obviously, you should have players on that are going to be able to score you goals, and Che Adams has proven he can do that in the past. He's not, obviously, a 30-goal-a-season striker, but, you know, he can score you a goal. Um, I don't know. Like, obviously, with Tierney being injured, it changed his plans, obviously, like, but... You kind of have to be prepared for, you know, last-minute injuries and players pulling out with these niggles. It happens. So if if you were going into the game with just that one game plan, you didn't have a plan B or even a plan C, then, I don't know, you're not going to go very far in these tournaments because like, you need to use your entire squad in the European Championships or World Cup. Mm-hmm. So I, it even you felt can't really use... It felt to me like one of the things he could have done to adapt to Tierney being out is go away from the three five two and even just revert back to a four four two just yeah. for this game. Like just a simple thing like that, you know? Um and it just it the the, the thinking didn't seem to be there. Like obviously the training we news came through quite late, so we wonder how late he heard it or or did he know he, for a couple of days he wasn't gonna make the today's game. Like but I, I just feel like you need to be more flexible at a tournament. Like we saw Mancini the other night, Italy against Turkey went away from four three three, despite doing it on practically every game for Italy so mm-hmm. far because you, you adapt to the teams in front of you. Um, and if a team is playing a lone striker, you don't need to play three five two or five three two, whatever it actually is. You're you're grand with a four four two against the team that's playing one striker. So. Um, I thought it was a bit naive, uh, and it was a bit too much hope about relying on the fans and relying on, like, you know, passion to get them through. That's always an awful place to be starting from. 
And it's it's like they could get a point off Croatia. They could beat Croatia because Croatia were really really bad the other day. But it, we spoke about them maybe being a banana skin for England. I just don't see that now after what they turned out today. The next uh, round of games in this group is massive. Scotland obviously going to Wembley. I know you've just said you, you can't see them doing anything, Steve, but they will. Naturally, they'll be up for that. Probably more, even more so than they were today. And it'll be a tasty game anyway. So I think England will come through it comfortably but it'll be it'll be quite a game and then the other g- game is Czech Republic and uh, Croatia which is huge now because it's share a bus for Croatia Do you know if Czech Republic beat them and especially if England win the other one then they're not going to come through in the first two places in this group and then they're relying on getting three points and the rest of the groups all finishing pretty similar as well so mm-hmm. It's massive, and it's at five o'clock before the next game, so on June eighteenth. So it's a humongous game. Um, we'll move on from this group. Slovakia and Poland with the five o'clock game today, and uh, we're not going to touch on it too much. But Slovakia beating Poland two one was massive for them, and um, Skriniar scoring a decent goal at the end of the day. There, Steve. Yeah, it was a nice goal. Um, I thought I thought Slovakia played quite well. I think it's just. Like we'll get on to Sweden now in a little bit as well, but it's, it's Poland are one of those teams that keep qualifying for these tournaments and doing absolutely nothing when they get there. Yeah. But there's no doubt to me that Robert Lewandowski is probably one of the top three best strikers in the world, except when he pulls on a Poland jersey um, at, an, at, a, mm-hmm. at a tournament because he just seems so bad uh, every time he does now. Obviously, there's a big difference between the supply he gets for Bayern Munich and the supply he gets for Poland. And I thought the referee was really, really poor today. I think that was never a second yellow card. Um, and a lot of the the kind of analysis seemed to be that the referee forgot he had booked the player in the first half. And if he had if he'd have remembered, he would never have given a second yellow. And I was like, like that's like he the referee's one job. Well, well, he's many jobs, but one of the major parts of his jobs is to remember who he's booked and who he hasn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, you know, he's got to written there. It's, it's kind of important he does that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought it just, it, I thought it ruined the game as a spectacle, because obviously Poland came out in the second half and started, what was it, 17 seconds after half time or whatever that they scored? Mm. Yeah. Um, and I thought we were in for a really good game, but that, that to me just killed it, the, the sending off. Um, and, Ah, look, Slovakia will be Slovakia will be delighted, especially with the the later result and now topping the group and with a really really good chance to uh, to qualify for the next round. You, I think you mentioned it last night. Talking about Lewandowski's record in in championships is not is not great considering what what he's been doing for was it fifty three goals and forty six games with Bayern Munich, and he never really looked like he was gonna. Fire one home for for Poland today. It's such a strange thing that keeps happening for him. Yeah, maybe maybe isn't arsed at all when he's pulled on a Poland shirt. Like that really could be it. He's just saving himself for for club football because he knows that's his best opportunity to win things. Like I think it was as he scored two goals in major competitions for Poland, which is for a player of his quality. Like he's probably been one of the best players in the world this season. Um, it's odd and it's it's hard to know why. You know. Steve touched on it, I think Brandon did last night, by the the quality and, you know, the service he gets playing for Poland, but, you know, they're qualifying for these tournaments constantly, so yeah. it couldn't be that bad, you know? Um, I don't know, it's just odd, but I'm kind of glad that he won, not just to be, like, you know, 
evil and all the way I normally am, but it just makes that group interesting now, you know, Poland have to do something, Spain and Sweden, point each, makes it interesting, um, I still think Sweden will, or not Sweden, sorry, um, Spain will go through anyway, but uh, it does, it makes it interesting now to see what Poland will do, because obviously they, they were probably going into that game thinking, well this is a uh, 83 points in a way. I know there's no 80 games in a European Championship, mm-hmm. but it's um it's going to be juicy now going into the second round of games. Yeah, because Spain uh, hosts Poland next on Saturday night at eight o'clock. Um, oh dear! Seville. So that that I mean that that's massive now. It's a huge game in that group because it could be set in Poland home, especially if um, Slovakia do something in, in the first game. Um, on Spain and Sweden, it was just sort of. It was just a very typical Spain opening game for a championship, I thought. I mean, past it, huffed and puffed, some nice moves, some good opportunities, but um, no no goals. Murata, even though he was through on goal, not once did I think he was going to score that, Johnny. Not <laughs> no. once did I think he was going to finish that. He just... And it's not to have a dig at him. Like, I'm really not having a dig at him. You just, you just don't have any confidence he's going to finish an easy chance. No, I think... Brenton would echo that as well. He's seen him enough at Chelsea to know he's not clinical. Um, and it's funny, like, you know, at the time when Chelsea bought him, it was United were after him and mm. Chelsea were after Lukaku and they both ended up at the opposite club. But, no, it was. I just thought it was a very boring game and kind of found myself actually going on my phone and flicking through social media and stuff rather than paying really a lot of attention to it. Yeah, like, Steve checks spreadsheets. Holy shit. <laughs> You know, like, and he only done that for fun, and you know, you know, whatever, whatever gets you through it. Steve, just, just a poor game. It's, it's like, it's just, it's just frustrating watching Spain because you, like, they break, they break this record of you know completed passes. They break the record of completed pass percentage. They break the record for they had eighty five percent possession, and yet Sweden had the two best chances of the game. Like it's. It's no way to play football. Like you can have all the like there. I saw Gavin Cooney from the Forty Two tweeted, and I think it was Gavin Cooney from the Forty Two tweeted. Yeah, they're they're a team of players who oh you have to see what they do off the ball, and like you can't have eleven of those. You can have, you can justify having two or three of those players in your squad, but you can't have eleven of them. Um. So and I thought like I thought Sweden were despicable. I mean, time wasting in the first half. That's really, really shit house tactics. Um, <laughs> I'd say I felt enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have only. Uh, I wanted Spain. I wanted Spain to win the night. I would have enjoyed that. Um, only no, I didn't because I was frustrated because I wanted Spain to win. Yeah, it was like international pep against Jose in a way. <laughs> it was. That's kind of what it was like. Yeah, like the game needed Spain to score early to, mm. to be any sort of contest at all. Like, um, do, you, do you think? Do you think Steve Lewis and Enrique got his ta- like his his team selection really wrong? I felt like I don't understand why Moreno didn't start. Uh, um, I don't know why Pedri started. I I get like you know he's a young exciting player, but like leaving Thiago off and 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 having him start just felt like that's his confidence shot now for the tournament because he was just so wasteful. Um, but Enrique, like I mean. The question you have to ask yourself is like, like how good a coach is he? Like, do we actually know how good a coach he is? Um, because his La Ligas and his Champions League, you can probably put down to Messi. So, 
without without one of the best players we've ever seen. How how good actually is he? So um I It could be just a Spanish coach thing. It could be, I don't know. It's just they need, they need Messi to win the big trophies. Yeah. I think I think he is good. I, I I do think he he is good. I think this Spain team I think he got it very wrong tonight. I don't understand why he started Morata. I, I, I wanted Pedri to start. I get what you're saying. I'd, I probably I probably wouldn't have started Rodri. I don't I don't think he needed to go with Koke and Rodri. Yeah, that's right. Against this Swedish team. So he could have went with one of them and he could have went with someone else. Not not necessarily Tiago. Like he could have changed it completely and went with someone else. But Pedri came into it then when Tiago and Fabian Ruiz came on. Uh, in in the second half, he came into it a little bit with and started working better with um, Alaba, but or Jordi Alba, sorry, but I I didn't understand going so with Koke is I mean brilliant, so is Roger. I just I didn't get that. I didn't get the Murata or Danny Olmo. Yeah, Danny Olmo, I thought might oh, not have been. He was wasteful. I would have went Gerard Moreno. I would have Danny Murphy kept calling for Adama Traore, and I would have liked to seen Traore come on. Um, to offer something different and to run it at Sweden a bit, but I do think like they have enough that's being team obviously to get out of this group. And we know we said last night. I don't. They're going to come up short. I think um, with a striker, unless Moreno can get into a bit of a run and get one or two goals. But he looked far livelier than Morata did tonight when he came on. Um, far better for Spain going forward. So it's just really strange. But look, Spain have done this the last six tournaments in a row. They haven't won a game. And I mean, they've won a World Cup and two European Championships. So they've done alright. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do going forward. I don't think... I think two teams are going to mention next. Certainly one of them. Well, two of the three teams are going to mention next. Uh, we'll possibly be looking at Spain performance tonight and thought, alright, they're, they're okay, but they're beatable. Tomorrow, Group F kicks off, and the first game is is Hungary against Portugal. Um, Giordani, how do you see this one panning out? Do you see Hungary getting anything? They'll have 61,000 fans in. Do you see anything happening at all, or can you see Portugal steamrolling them? Uh, I fully expect Portugal to hoof them into the middle of next year, to be quite honest. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know how Hungary even qualified. For the Euros, you know, it's just one of them. Uh, yeah, the Nations League. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Like they're just, it, it's it's harsh to say they're there just to make up the numbers, but that's kind of just the way I see it. Um, I don't even know any hungry players. If I'm just being honest, I know some people probably do, but I don't know any of them. Uh, so I just fully expect Portugal to steamroll them completely. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo will probably score a couple of goals as he does, you know. And it, it, it'll be quite interesting to see how Portugal get on because I know, uh, Steve, you tapped on the vehicle by flop. And I don't know, I think, and especially Phil, you would definitely enjoy Steve being wrong again. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. I, I think Hungary are, are snookered because uh, Sabozloy is is injured. He's their key man. He's the man that scored the goal that got them there. Goal side that got them there. He's, Unbelievable set pieces. He went what Salzburg to Leipzig and then he just got injured. Um, he would have been possibly like one of the key men in this tournament. I think as well. I don't think they would have guarded the group, but he would have had such a good group stage and been. He was going to be their poster boy in Hungary. So it's a shame for him and for them. They're missing him. They're going to make it very very tight 
for Portugal tomorrow night, Steve. They're gonna shut, try shut everything down, um, and try and not let Portugal get anything going forward. But I can see as well as Johnny, I can see Portugal scoring quite a few tomorrow night and getting home quite comfortably. What do you think? I don't see it because I don't think Portugal in competitive games this year have actually been all that good. Mm. Um, and I do think you're right. Hungary can definitely uh, shut up shop because we saw their friendly against the Republic um, in the, the final build up to this, and it was like they never looked like scoring, but they never looked like conceding either. And it feels like it could be that kind of a game. Um, and I like obviously part of this is filtered through the lens that I tip Portugal to go <laughs> before the start of the tournament, so take you know pinch of salt and all that. But for all the reasons, like I think we've seen, I think we've seen enough evidence in the game so far that players who went really, really deep into the season are struggling. Um, mm-hmm. Like you only have to look at like who England had turned to 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 get the results the other day. Like it wasn't a player who was like Raheem Sterling was a bit part player for Manchester City at the end of the season, and he looked one of the freshest players out there. Um, so I think that that does play a factor, um, and I think Portugal, our team, as you know, we mentioned in the preview pod as well, like that really struggle for goals. Like outside of two players, they don't have a single player in double digits international goals. Um, so I I I fully expect this one to be a nil nil draw. Um, I can't oh dear, tomorrow night will be fun. Hungary can't. Well, no, look, Hungary, Hungary definitely can't score because they just they look so blunt up front. And Portugal have, like, they struggled against um, Luxembourg. They have had issues in front of goal themselves this year. So, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be counting on it being a score fest at all. Well, we'll have to wait and see that. That's the warm-up to possibly the biggest game of the tournament so far. Um, France against Germany in Munich. I think that one is tomorrow night. Steve, how do you see this? One panel night. I, I, this, I, I can't wait for this, to be honest. Um, I know everyone, including possibly us, have been sort of maybe downplaying Germany's chances, but it's Germany in, in a, in a championship. You know, they'll do something. They could, they could end up, like in 2002, they got themselves to a World Cup final. Um, and they're playing France, who, very French-like, have decided to fight with each other, it seems, just as the tournament starts. Um, how do you see this one going? Can you see Germany doing something here tomorrow night, or do you think it'll be a France victory, or what way do you see it panning out? I, like, on paper and on form, everything is pointing towards a France victory. But you can't, like, you can't have your star player demanding to host a press, press conference so you can have a pop at a teammate. And think that all is well in the camp uh, for you going. Do you think it's quite brat? Yeah, like anyone who plays for PSG is because like they have everything handed to them on a fucking platter. Like, um, uh, and, and they, like, but it, like the thing was, Giroud was right um, about about Mbappe because that's the way he plays. You watch PSG play. The amount of times he makes the wrong decision and runs at the ball himself because he sees himself as being the best player in the park. And nine times out of ten, he is the best player. But there are 11 players on the other team designed to stop you. You can't do it on your own. It's a fucking team game. Like, uh, And I thought Giroud made a couple of really good runs in, in the last warm-up game. Uh, and he just wasn't found. And, and Bappe was usually the person with the ball when that was happening. 
Um, so I think I think France are, are are they've got enough quality there that they'll be fine. I think, especially in this game, because Germany have been poor since the last World Cup. Um, they really and a manager who has kind of like he's on the beach already. He's he you don't see the drive there anymore. So for me, it should be a France win, but not as comfortable as maybe we thought before the start. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I think Steve's made a lot of valid points. Um, yeah, the Mbappe thing, I actually only read about it yesterday, funny enough, um, that he wanted to have his own press conference. I'm surprised he wasn't allowed to have his own press conference, the way they treat him in France. Um, Jury is correct, you know, with what he said. And I don't even, I don't even think what Jury said was, like, really a criticism. I think he was just... You know, saying what he thought on the pitch, like it wasn't to take a dig at Mbappe, but Mbappe took it that way. Um, you never know. Like I, I'm, I've obviously said in our preview pod for the Euros that I expect Germany might flop. Um, they could, or Gnabry could go out tomorrow night and just absolutely rinse them. Um, but they do have a lot of quality. France, like you know, Golo Kanté is world class and has finished the season very strongly. Um. Don't know. It's very hard to tell, but on paper, like you said, it should be a France win. Um, I don't think they'll win it comfortably, but you know, it could finish two one, maybe three one, depending on how the game goes. Like, but yeah, a France win, I would imagine in the end. Are you looking forward to it? You looking Absolutely. forward to it? Yeah. I think it's been when the fixtures were released. This was probably the game everybody was really looking forward to the most out of the group games. Anyway, um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a great game, especially if it's in Munich. Um, France might, might find all their own way. Like. What do do you think? Do you think Yogi Lowe will go with Timo Werner up front tomorrow night, or do you think he'll go with Gnabry and Havertz and maybe another? It's hard to see Werner starting given the form he's in or lack thereof. Um, seems like he's it's the sort of role of advice you can make off the bench if you're one 0 down with. 15, 20 minutes to go rather than starting them. You just can't put your hopes on him. He's, if, if Germany gets a chance, like they're only going to get maybe three chances in this game against France because I think France are defensively better than a lot of people give them credit for and obviously a lot of that is down to Kante and the work he does in midfield. So if, if that's your kind of benchmark that you've, you've three chances, do you really want two of them falling, falling to Werner? I, I don't think you do. Like, if he scores a half trick tomorrow night, you're a ghost. <laughs> Tonight, sorry if you're missing it on Tuesday. A stop clock is around like 23 hours and 58 minutes a day, so. <laughs> that's um, I, I think tomorrow night will be a draw. Um, I think tomorrow night will be a draw. I think, I think Germany being at home as well obviously helps them. I think a lot of people are writing Germany off. Um, Already, I mean, this idiot talking now wrote Holland off. Thought they were going to be stink the whole gaff out, and they had the best best match of the game, the tournament so far um, last night. So yeah, I, I I can see tomorrow night be a draw. I'm really I can't I cannot wait for it. Um, that's perfect time as well. Eight, eight o'clock kick off is perfect for um, a World Cup or European Championship. So um, yeah, be interesting to see how those two teams go. Plus. They'll have off going into their game. They'll know what the result of the Portugal-Hungary game is. So, I mean, if Portugal do get a result there, if Hungary get a result there, they'll know they have a ch- team they have to chase. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how t- tomorrow night goes. Before we finish up, I'll just touch on one thing. Well, two things I meant to say during the Sweden and Spain coverage. 
when Anderson took Isaac off, that's when I started to go and boil the egg. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't, I can't believe he's done this. And I think actually, you mentioned Gavin Cooney already, um, Steve, uh, an ex a co colleague of yours, but he also said like such a disgraceful decision to take Isaac off, and it was such a because he was one of the bright lights of the whole game. You waiting him to do something, and um, yeah, when they took him off, I was like, right, well they've packed it in, so I'll go start this boiling this egg for my lunch tomorrow. And the second thing is Emma Hayes on commentary. Uh, on parts of the of the, the Slovakian game, absolutely brilliant, absolutely stunning. Like she is unbelievable as a football brain, and we need to see more and hear more of her during these Euros. And um, I just thought that was class. Like, and if you haven't seen that or checked it out, a lot of people are putting up what she's been saying on Twitter and a lot of her clips. Go and check them out because it's brilliant and it's just very refreshing. Um, when we have some pundits and. We've mentioned a few of them, Johnny mentioned Steve McMahon all the time, um, who are just <sighs> shite. And then she's just brilliant. So a breath of fresh air. She ITV? She was an ITV, yeah. A breath of fresh air to have her on. And, and she is brilliant, Emma Hayes. So more of the Emma Hayes, please. Um, for, I say. For, for reference, Ronnie Whelan and RTE called Scotland Celtic twice today. <laughs> and someone <laughs> in RTE kept calling it the Yordy Cruyff Arena. Oh, oh the Cruyff, like the yeah, famously the better of the Cruyff fatter. Yeah, famously better than his dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, make sure you check Emma Hayes out. Who's doing the Patreon link tonight, by the way? Before I pass to it, because I'll balls it up. Um, but thanks for listening, folks, to the Continental Breakfast. We'll be back tomorrow where we'll preview. Um, I'm not sure what games actually coming up on Wednesday. Didn't, didn't check that out, but we'll re review France against Germany, the big one, Hungary against Portugal, and then I think it is if I get this before. So yes, it is. It's Turkey against Wales, Italy against Switzerland, and then the other game is Finland and Russia. So we'll be talking about those. Johnny and Steve, as always, thanks for joining us. Catch us on your your social media channels at the Football Babble Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Brent's doing unbelievable work on them as always, so check them out. Thanks to everyone that keeps following and joining. I hope you're enjoying all the podcasts. Do us a favour when they come up on your social media channels, just please share them. The more people hear them, the better. And who's doing the Patreon link? Because I always mess it up. Which one is going to jump in? I, I think I might know it. Go, Johnny. Patreon.com forward slash Football Babble. Boom. Thanks very much. Chat these tomorrow. Good luck. Okay.